0: Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four channels lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the streamers attacked. <sighs> Only the podcasters, masters of all internet entertainment, could stop them, just like our non-existent sponsors. But when the world needed them the most, they vanished. A <sighs> hundred years have passed since we have done Gravity Falls, and Raul and I had discovered a new show about an airbender named Aang and although his airbending skills are childish and mildly annoying, he still has a lot to learn before he inspires any show. Ugh. But I believe Aang can save our franchise. What's up, guys? Welcome back to... My
1: cabbages! Oh, yes. We're doing today a really divisive episode. Is it more divisive than the last Jedi will know. It's the Great <laughs> Divide.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. This infamous episode. This is... By far the most hated episode in the entire series. Damn. By Mo- fans.
1: More hate about the book of Boba Fett? <laughs>
0: That's different franchise, buddy. Different <laughs> franchise. Um, but yeah, um, this was released May 20th, 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Giancarlo Volpe. He is big in the animation uh, mm-hmm, business. I do
1: recognize that name.
0: And written by John O'Brien. Oh, poor John.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, ah, uh, yes. So, this is a really interesting episode because I like some parts of it, but I'm really the ending is the thing. I'm like, so that was the resolution. And so it feels like you know, like um, a little childish. But also, I also like this wisher I'm really divided on this episode too. Like, technically, yes. But it's, how, I'm not, i not. How don't hate
0: appropriate it. of a title is The Great Divide?
1: I don't hate it, though.
0: I don't hate it either. The thing is, I think the theory is that back in the day, Nickelodeon would do reruns a lot of mm-hmm. the times. This is very common among children's programming. And a lot of the times, most children's programming was not serialized. Mm-hmm. It's still not. And you could just put on a random episode. At a time and you'll be good. Mm-hmm. I remember they played this episode all the time. They played a lot of the book one episodes all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is the one I saw the most. Mm-hmm. So I think it had something to do with that. That they replayed it so many times.
1: Well, it's also because this episode, it is a master of the week kind of episode. There's no Suko, no Iroh.
0: The whole thing is inconsequential to the overall plot. Yes. You could take it out of the entire series. hmm And then it would...
1: It will still play out the same.
0: Yes. So that's another reason why people didn't like it. But mainly, I think it's because of the ending. So it's also kind of like the
1: Thor Love and Thunder kind of paradox? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, but this episode... I don't know why, but I got confused with that other episode when Katara and Nine they have to admit to each other that they love each other in the tunnels. I don't know why I got confused ah, with that one.
0: the cave of two lovers. We will get there eventually.
1: Oh, ah, so we haven't got there yet. Because okay.
0: that, that one has the banger song in it that uh, everybody knows. Uh, I'm not going to say it because if you're an Avatar fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I remember that song. Oh, you will. He okay, <laughs> So we start out and gang is making camp mm-hmm. and Sokka's putting up the tent. Katara brings back some firewood or sticks and Katara's is like, aren't you forgetting the tarp? And Sokka's like, yep, throws it right in the tent and then she's like, no put it out. And he's mm-hmm. like, it's the dry season. Why would we need it? And she's just like, You're, you never know. So it really shows that Katara is cautious and Sokka mm-hmm. just he doesn't give a shit Yep. and then they start arguing and then Aang being the pacifist he is he just goes all right guys Sokka you take the firewood and Katara sets up the tent and they're like okay fine mm-hmm. ah peaceful resolutions just another day in the life of the avatar and I love even with Appa and Momo because there's this big melon thing Appa mm-hmm. just has one finger on, and Momo's trying his hardest to yeah. pry. But Aang he takes it and he splits it evenly. Mm-hmm. Because most of it goes to Appa, of course, and Momo gets like a good size, like a watermelon slice. And he's like, Appa's got five or Aang goes, Appa's got five stomachs, Momo. You're fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the whole thing is everybody is sort of it's conflicting personalities
1: and i'm being the mediator
0: yes i do kind of like this um message that they're going for at least Mm -hmm. and so they end up they gotta cross this canyon called the great divide which is essentially the grand canyon Mm -hmm. because even (laughs) they have this reaction all the time at Uh, whenever anybody visits the Grand Canyon there's Mm -hmm. the people that are just like wow we could look at this forever and then there's the others that are just like
1: eh it's fine okay let's go
0: Yep, and that's exactly what Katara and Sokka do Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then this one guy one of the Ganjin yeah the Ganjin tribesmen voiced by Robin from Teen Titans Scott Menville
1: Mm, that's why it's under familiar Titans go
0: (laughs) <laughs> and he's just like i was here first or he's just like if you're looking for the canyon guide i was here first And the canyon guide looks like wilford brimley with the big bushy mu- he kind of looks like <laughs> aang with the uh, the old man disguise with that mm-hmm. big bushy mustache yeah and he's an earthbender that's going to guide them through the canyon mm-hmm. before that um he's just like uh um, you wouldn't be so calm if the Fire Nation destroyed your home and forced you to flee. My whole tribe has to walk thousands of miles to Basing They really ah. like repeating Basing Sei. Another as main like,
1: name for Ba Sing Se. yeah. Yes,
0: as this safe haven, and they're just like, oh, okay. Uh, this other group of people that's very different. Uh, that's the Zhang tribe. And they're very, they look very barbaric and dirty. And this episode, these two tribes, they're the Hatfields and McCoys. Mm Mm-hmm. With the personalities of the odd couple. Yeah. (laughs) Like, one of them is clean and proper, and is the Felix, and the Felix Unger. And then the others are just total pigs, don't give a shit about anything, and they're the Oscar Madisons. (laughs) Yeah, they're the fucking odd couple, and then they're coming along. And the there's the Gunjin who are very clean and very. They look like, kind of like a,
1: like rich people, kind of like a, the way that they're dressed, like super formal, really clean. They're like, um a lot they of white. the way that they eat a lot of white, yes. And uh, the other tribe is like um, like like you said, they're really dirty. They eat a lot. They don't care. A lot care. of red. A lot of red too. Also, they look like cavemen. They look kind of like cavemen from the Flintstones. I don't know why, but <laughs> they were
0: all, all dressed in brown. It, is, is the main leader um, just like Rosie Pebbles? O'Donnell?
1: I was going to say, uh, uh, Pebbles. Another, pe-
0: pe- another Pebbles. Bud. Pebbles really let herself go then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she got done by Bam Bam. She looks more <laughs> like Bam Bam than she does Pebbles.
1: Maybe she's Bam Bam's daughter. We don't know. This is the canon. We could meet this canon well, right now. The Flintstones. You know what?
0: I never thought we'd be talking about Flintstones canon, but you do know that Pebbles and Bam Bam end up together.
1: Yes, they fuck. It's canon.
0: No, they get married and have twins. That's that's canon. I know. Yeah, that's just I weird to think it. about. <laughs> <laughs> but they're coming along and they're just like, no, they're going to take us across. We have sick people. And then the others are like, no, well, we have old people. And they're like, yeah, but sick people trumps old people. The Nang is just like, all right, guys, listen up. Appa's going to fly all the sick and elderly across the canyon, and then we're going to go down together. The canyon guy's going to take all of us, all right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, we don't really have a choice. So they go down there, and I love the canyon guy. He's just like, you know, all right, youngsters, eat all your food because you are not going to have it down there. And they're like, oh, come on. And he's like, (laughs) hey, you know, I'm sorry but if you want to attract a bunch of uh dangerous creatures that'll go after you then by all means bring food down there. Mm-hmm. But you it better you better eat all the food or it's better it better be in the trash. No food allowed. Do you think and, this
1: episode yeah. is technically to save on the apa budget?
0: Probably. <laughs> it, because apa it has been a big plot point for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they don't have apa and even Sokka is just like you're going to make us walk, aren't you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's about taking off, taking off the plot devices. Like, Aang doesn't use his glider. You don't see Appa flying around. Even Momo is just there doing nothing.
0: Momo doesn't really do much anyway, so it's mm-hmm. fine. He's just there to be the cute animal. Although we still love Momo.
1: Yeah, so so the whole tribes... Is this is where we get into the backstory of why they hate each other
0: uh not yet first we get a little bit of uh of uh the canyon guy doing his thing doing some earth bending
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're going down this big pass and he even says he's like many of you th- are wondering how canyons are fir- formed he says mm-hmm. experts tell us this canyon was mostly like was most likely carved by uh earth spirits who were angry at local farmers for not offering them a proper per sacrifice then some boulders come down and he just effortlessly lifts them over. And he's like, I guess they're still angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's just one of those tour guides that has is very experienced and gone through the ringer.
1: Yes. And he has a really good sense of humor.
0: Yeah. He's a, he's a good tour guide. Mm-hmm. And then he destroys the pass behind them. And they're like, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, because they're fleeing the Fire Nation. You don't want them to follow them, do you? And then from the dust, because it creates a big cloud of dust, this canyon crawler—it's like this big spider, crocodile-looking thing. It comes it, up.
1: It's a, kind of like a mix of like a a spider and um and that big ant from Honey and the Kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's very much like a, like it's a big creepy critter, like a bug. And it comes up and it tosses so the guy. I'm
1: surprised there hasn't been a live-action remake of Honey, Shrunk the Kids yet.
0: Yet. Well, I mean, there was already a live-action movie, but...
1: Oh I'm, I'm sorry, but it's a live-action remake right now. <laughs> I don't know what
0: to say there. I mean, you could say Ant-Man, but that's... Ah! <laughs> I mean, they did yeah. use a lot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for that's that. True. That's true. But still... um. That's beside the point. The point Mm -hmm. is that the Canyon crawler comes and he tosses the old guy uh, across the canyon and uh, it breaks both of his arms, which is Mm -hmm. great. And they end up getting rid of it. And you're like, how is why did it find them so quickly? Mm -hmm. But they're just like, uh, uh, oh, no, his arms are broken. He's like, without my arms, I can't bend. And I call bullshit on that. Because in the opening, you see the earthbender not use his arms. He uses his feet. He can still mm-hmm. use his feet. It's not like his legs are broken. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, which means we're trapped down here. Or, dun, dun, dun.
1: or maybe some benders, according to their age, maybe because his legs are fucked up because he's old, maybe his arms is the only way to bend.
0: But they don't make it clear in the series, that's the thing.
1: I know, but I'm just trying to, like, explain plot conveniences.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I don't. (laughs) Which is funny, because usually it's the other way around with us. Mm -hmm. But, after this, uh, they're just like, alright, so how are we going to get through this? Or they're like, um... The Ganjin accused the Zhangs of bringing in food, and the Zhangs accused the Ganjin of bringing in food, and they start arguing, of course. These two cannot just stop arguing. They cannot mm-hmm. put the differences aside for one minute, and it is frustrating Aang to no end. I love how like he's he's so patient, mm-hmm. but he gets a breaking point, and he's just like, all right, guys, that's enough. You know, he has to be the parent, oddly enough, in this situation. He's very mature yeah. in this episode. Which is surprising, because Aang has never really been mature for a 12-year-old.
1: hmm That's one of my complaints. <laughs> in this first batch of episodes, he's, it's interesting that how he's not being the mature person.
0: But it also kind of shows that there's more to him than just mm-hmm. a kid. Which I like that. And... So he's like, all right, we're going to have this convenient divide. Ganjin, go on one side. Zhang, go on another. And you will travel separately. All right? And the tour guy is just like, trip forever down here. I don't want to die. <laughs> all right, fine. And so he gets Katara to go with the Ganjin. And the... And Sokka goes with the Zhang, and he's like, all right, try to figure out why they hate each other so much. Which, that's also very smart on Aang's part. Mm-hmm. So they do that. And then what happens is during <clears throat> the camping, turns out that both sides had food the mm-hmm. entire time. Because they each assumed that each would bring the food down anyway, so they were just like, fuck it. <laughs> Which is incredibly selfish, but it does make a lot of sense. And then you yeah. get the backs and yeah, the different styles of engagement. I don't know yeah, if you so want the, to explain that. The,
1: the Ganjan leader is giving a piece of bread to Katara. And I was like, oh, come on, do you really think that maybe the other tribe is not smuggling food? They're a are, are, are band of thieves. I was like, um, they always stuff their face as well. Okay, I can grab the piece of bread, but why you hit the shang so much? I was like, um, okay, Katara, I'm going to tell you the story. So there was the patriarch of our tribe, Jin Wei. He was an airbender, a warrior who was assigned an important duty, transported our sacred orb from the eastern gate to the great western gate, taking the orb from the east to west represents the sun rising and setting. It was a tribe's ancient redemption ritual. But as he approached the gate, Jin Wei was attacked by one of the Shang, a vermin named Wei Jin. Wei, Wei Jin? Wei Jin? Um, and so, who look at the orb with envy, that coward Wei Jin knocked Jin Wei. Wow, this is backwards. <laughs> uh, our people had never forgotten, and you can never trust a Shang. Uh, and Shang was like, a, and then we see a Shang leader, uh, pe, older pebbles, and she's like giving to Saka a piece of meat. I was like, Saka was like, "Of course I want meat. I eat the carnivore in the group." And so, and then, yeah, but it them shows them.
0: how I love how it really shows their personalities because all the Ganjin are eating like with chopsticks and be eating very proper, very clean mm-hmm. everything. They put up the tarp because you never know. Much like mm-hmm. Katara, so a Katara, like that. and then the uh, the Zhang are like why? It's the dry season. Plus, it makes a really nice blanket. And then Sokka's like, thank you! And he doesn't Mm -hmm. even say anything. He just stuffs his face, and he's, like, nodding his head. Which we all have people that are like that. You either stuff your face, or you're very prim and proper about it. And then they're just like, bet you want to know our history. And he's like, "Mm mm-hmm. He doesn't even say anything. He just goes like that. And she goes, uh, different styles of animation as well. Yes interesting that they were inspired by different kinds of anime as well, which is really cool to see like the differing perspectives
1: mm-hmm. you and mean like kind of like a rashomon kind of style of storytelling
0: it's a very rashomon storytelling where you don't know which is which and mm-hmm. i like that they never really confirm the actual story Spoiler alert. Yep, <laughs> and our conflict with the guy Ga- with the Ganjin goes back over a hundred years. Over a hundred years, our fu- or for- our forefather Wei Jin was leaving the western gate of our village when he saw a figure in the distance. It was a man of the Ganjin tribe, Jin Wei. They did not bring up the fact that they had the same name, but flipped. Yeah. Collapsed on the ground. Noble Wei Jin stopped to help him. Jin Wei was transporting a sacred orb, a very powerful relic used in his tribe's redemption ritual. Wei Jin tried to tend to the man's wounds, but Jin Wei insisted the orb was more important and asked him to take it back to his tribe. Kind Wei Jin promised to send help for the man as soon as he could, but as Wei Jin crossed the border to return the orb into Ganjin territory, he was arrested Instead of thanking him for his kind and selfless deed, they sentenced him to 20 long years in prison. Mm-hmm. We Zhangs will never forget that injustice. And I love how in both stories it's an unreliable and biased narrator.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then Saka is still eating his piece of meat and, and he tells Pebbles, hey, you're gonna finish that? Like he's bearing more meat. And I love that we see Aang with the with the Kenyan guy and Ang is like, a, well... It would be nice to be one of those campfires, right Momo? Just laughing and telling stories. But we have to be here. Maybe when we, get, when we get out of here we can we can eat our waiting leash nuts. And we see the canyon guy. He's lonely, right? Being the impartial one. I wish I could help these people get along since Ang. Anyway, I guess our biggest problem is getting out of here. I'm not sure the two problems aren't As we see that the canyon guys, it's already the daylight, all clear. We're almost to the other side.
0: Okay, and so they almost make it there. And then uh, Katara and Sokka meet up with Aang. And then they're just like, the Ganjin were um, screwed up by Wei Jin or by Jin Wei. Sorry, it's very confusing. And then Sokka's like, what are you talking about? Jin Wei was giving the orb back to them. He got sentenced to prison. And Aang is like, all right, guys, look. Don't turn into the tribes. Uh, he always said... Um, uh, Harsh words won't solve problems. Action mm-hmm. will. That yeah. seems to be his, uh, his trump card. But unfortunately, that doesn't do anything. Because... Yeah they're arguing about that and then they're like you know maybe the avatar is right yes maybe he is harsh words will never solve our problems action will and then they start fighting Mm -hmm. and then they do that thing in animes where what since they're fighting with swords and or one is fighting with like a longer sword the other is sort of like a sickle yep thing and you even see how they fight differently and it's I appreciate details like that, but the hair gets cut off the the, half of the old uh, Ganjin leader's beard and then the uh, one of the pigtails of uh, the the Zhang Mm -hmm. leaders and they're still fighting. And then Aang just stops, uses his glider. All he does is just boom, divide things like Mm -hmm. Thor with Mjolnir. And it yep. sends all the food flying, and Aang is uh, understandably pissed at both of them. Mm-hmm. This is a very anime moment with his face, with yep. when he is just looking at the Zhang and he's like, "Is that an egg tart? Uh, egg custard tart?"
1: The fucking anime girl eyes <laughs> that he's he's doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he's very hungry. He's actually didn't bring any food, and he's mm-hmm. very hungry. And then the canyon crawlers, because now they're both to blame for their ignorance, and the yep. canyon crawlers just come back, and the, the canyon guide is just like, they're coming back for me. They had a taste, and they're coming back.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, but then
0: Katara and Sokka.
1: Yeah, and so uh, Katara was like, no, Sokka, wait. I was like, I don't care about this stupid feud. I just want us to get out mm-hmm. here alive. And Saka was like, me too. I'll eat their side because they fed me. <laughs>
0: I love oh, soccer. Classic soccer.
1: Yeah. And so we see the Ang is fighting up one of the canyon crawlers. And then as we see that all of them they're trying to get away and play, so in the tribes, okay. Everybody watch me and do what I do. So we see Ang grabs one of the food subs, or like one of the food bags and uses this to grab the canyon crawler from the mouth. So technically it also will be kind of like a horse of him riding him, and also for the for the mouse already covered, not to kill anyone. So everybody listens to Wang, all of the two tribes, the, technically they work together to get out. And I was like, Well, the Shan leader was like, We made it. I never thought that a Jan Jin could get this house dirty like that. And uh, Jan Jin was like, I never knew that the Shans were reliable in a pinch because we're not so different. bad we can rewrite history. You team stole our secret. off for Jin, well. And you, Tyrus, just unjustly uh, imprisoned Wei Jin for 20 long years. Angus said, like, Wait a second, Jin Wei? Wei we Jin? I know those guys. Yes, we're all about the 39. You know? And I was like, No, conveniently, because I'm old, I knew those people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was like, they were brothers.
1: Mm-hmm. And they
0: were eight, even though they look like they're toddlers.
1: And they were twins. I'm like, Ang, are you using the Marlene card on just making the story as, a, as it goes along without even a point?
0: <laughs> and not only that, then they turned into like little chibis. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and then it's just like, and they were playing a game. The sacred orb was a ball. So they were playing and football. Essentially. Yes. And the north the east and west gates, those were the goalposts. <laughs> uh, yeah, they weren't enemies. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, uh,
1: Jin Jin Wei Wei had the the ball ball Mm
0: -hmm. and was running toward the goal when he fell and fumbled it. Wei Jin didn't steal the ball. He picked it up and started running it toward the other goal, but he stepped out of bounds. So the official, which is a panda, I assume it's Hei Bai, uh, put him in the penalty box, not for 20 long years, but for two short minutes. There was no stealing and no putting anyone in prison. It was just a game. And yeah, then yeah, they're the saying it's
1: like, was like uh, you're saying that the secret or was a secret ball? No, it was just a regular ball. And jan Jin was like, but what about the trans-redemption ritual? Uh, that was not what well, the game was called. It was called redemption. As you got the ball, and from end to end, everybody yelled, redemption! I was like, uh, don't get me wrong. wei Jin was kind of a slob, and Jin Wei was kind of like a little stuffy. So very much is true. But they respect each other's differences to share the same playing field. Well, I suppose it's time to forget the past as I shang through Jan, Jan and look at the future. And
0: Don't say hope. it. Don't fucking say it. I know you're thinking about it.
1: I'll Let, let the past die?
0: No! <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no! I can't <laughs> escape it.
1: I haven't said it in a while, though.
0: No, but, I mean, as soon as they said, let's forget the past, I went, no. God damn it, <laughs> Rumble was going to...
1: Hey, I, I haven't done all... it in a while.
0: Yeah, but... Oh, well, we got it over with and yep. they're just like now let's go back as one tribe yay okay and then sokka is just like it's some luck that you knew jin wei and wei jin and he goes you could call it luck and then the sneakiest look ever on ang's face and he mm-hmm. goes or you could call it lying they're like you didn't i made the whole thing up
1: Well, where's the custard tart no, you didn't. She did in a really sexy way, especially that pose. And I'm like, I seen you, Katara. I
0: She's 14, you. dude. Quit it. But yeah, they're just like, that's so wrong. Ha ha ha. This mm-hmm. was a fun adventure. That's where people get the big hiccup. Is that Aang, a character? He would not do something like this. He literally just fibbed to make everybody get along.
1: Sounds like that's a not, plot convenience.
0: It is a plot convenience. And that is why uh, it is it is very unpopular with fans. It's relatively insignificant plot, and it's the lowest-rated episode on IMDb.
1: Damn.
0: The creators, uh, the fact did not go unnoticed by the creators as well, because uh, very, very late in the series, they do reference it again. in one of Raul's favorite episodes, oh, for sure. Oh,
1: I forgot they do it Remember in that episode. That? Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Don't spoil it. And, uh, even for, uh, um, (laughs) the avatar extras referenced it by saying, uh, the great divide immediately followed by that episode was not a fan favorite. (laughs) And, uh, on the podcast, braving the elements, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the official Nickelodeon podcast. Uh, Mike and Brian, the creators, they admitted Mm -hmm. that the episode was terrible. They were not happy with it. hey
1: but at least they did it in season one instead of like breaking the cycle or season two and three like a lot of shows they bring a bad episode like almost they bring up the end
0: this is one of the worst episodes for sure yes because it is very inconsequential but i do like the different art styles that's the message where Mm -hmm. it's initially going i like it where it's you okay you're two different people Mm -hmm. But you got to respect each other because you're all on the same field, right? Mm -hmm. That's a lot in real life. Raul and I are two very different people. Like personality-wise, skin color-wise, just everything about us is complete opposites. But we respect each other's differences and because we're both on the same playing field. That is Mm -hmm. life. That's a lot of the times what happens with a lot of times with spouses or friends or Mm -hmm. family even. So I like where that's going. What I do have a problem with is essentially, oh, you can get along so long as the whole thing is based on a lie. It's the Watchmen thing where Mm -hmm. it's, do you really want to lie for the greater good? Because this is not a good lesson to be encouraging children to teach them to
1: lie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because the message I'm getting from this is like, okay, so it's fine for you to lie if it's for the greater good. The greater good. Shut <laughs> it. Yeah, that's that's a lot of problems for most of my, fans like, of the series most too. Some,
1: some stories of some countries also are based on lies. Just gonna leave that, that out there.
0: I mean, that <laughs> is a good point, but
1: this maybe is a it has some subtext
0: that we don't we don't know yet. It's also the fact that Aang does it because Aang is never he never does anything like this again. Not really. He only does it like one other time. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, this is something that Aang... Like, it's just like, haha, it's played for laughs. So I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You know how you can face the problem of this episode?
1: Saka is the one telling the story at the end. Okay. Just take off that he... Just say that Saka heard it from someone else. He, des- he doesn't say that he knew the two guys. Saka found like a manuscript or like a fucking rock, like caveman kind of rock style of the whole truth, and he said that the, the story to them, and you can face it by this thing. The thing that I don't have a problem with is Ang lying. The thing that I have a problem with is how childish a fucking lie is.
0: Literally. That was my
1: problem. I was like, it's so fucking childish. And I'm like, couldn't Aang involve some drama does to piece up the story,
0: but then again, we do know that Aang is a terrible liar, so yes, it does and that's sort of fit.
1: kind of like plays into it because he's not a very good liar, and also that's why he wouldn't be a good storyteller.
0: No, he is—he uh he is good to a fault. Mm-hmm. So and I can
1: see why they make that decision at the end. I like yeah. the episode, but I don't love it, and yes. It is one of my least like episodes of the series. But it's not like a, like, oh, I can name a bad episode of a show out of my head right now. Oh, like the Thanksgiving episode from season four of Heroes. That episode is bad. <laughs> Like oh there's some well, there's a lot
0: of episodes in, uh, a- in Heroes, Heroes, and season there's also some in Supernatural, one
1: of my favorite TV shows of all time, has the fucking episode Legacy is in season nine. It's a terrible episode. Nothing is, is that the
0: ba- is that the backdoor pilot
1: for the Chicago one, the Bloodlines.
0: Yeah, yeah, that absolutely <laughs> has nothing to do with Sam and Dean. Yeah. yeah. Also, I hopefully by this time, uh, we will have announced our or yeah, we will have announced our Supernatural episode. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, with our guest, we still don't know at this point, at the time amazed. of this recording. But yeah, but that's that's on Raul, not me. Yeah.
1: So, I uh, you can see a lot of TV shows; they're not perfect. They have no. bad episodes.
0: I don't think this is the worst. It's and one. We even did
1: this on Gravity Falls too.
0: Ah uh, yes, Roadside Attraction. How even and though the Cupid episode two and the Love God, love which that. a lot of people th- say this is the roadside attraction of um avatar Yep, we'll get to the love god episode pretty quickly too for me at least because i think season one has the weakest episodes a lot Mm -hmm. of people say that season three is weaker than season two which it is Mm -hmm. but it's still got really good episodes yeah i'm thinking of uh the one movie parody that they do or it it's an inadvertent movie parody in season three, but, uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually, but we got some trivia in the real world. The great divide most commonly refers to the Atlantic Pacific continental divide. It's a mountainous Ridge that separates the watersheds that drains the Atlantic and Pacific oceans. The great divide of the world of avatar is the exact opposite. A Canyon analogs to the real world grand Canyon. And, uh, According to Giancarlo Volpe, the the director, the episode contains several art styles, some of which were inspired by Vampire Hunter D and Dead Leaves, which are animes. The title uh, refers not only to the geographical feature, but also the Great Divide that has grown between the two tribes. And the literal meaning of Wei Jin's name is the Great Divide. Which That's pretty cool. And... This is the first episode in the series to not be seen again in previously on Avatar. The other episodes are the fortune teller, the Northern air temple, the painted lady and the puppet master. And those are all one-off episodes. Many of them, uh, more, some more famous than others. And on the old Nick website, the episode was incorrectly titled as bitter work. There is one called Bitter Work, but that is not until the second season. And this is the only instance in the entire Avatar franchise which Earth Spirits are referenced. Never again after this. So yeah, that's our trip.
1: Damn. Um, I will get this episode up five.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna middle. give it I'm gonna give it four and a half, just slightly lower. It's basic mm-hmm. kids show, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so inconsequential. No, I also you, just remember seeing this so many goddamn
1: times. You know, I was thinking of a like, worst episode in a TV show. Is not the Uncle Grandpa's TV universe crossover episode.
0: That's not canon, bro.
1: I know, but I hate that episode so much.
0: It's <laughs> not <TV> <laughs> canon. You can skip it entirely. It I does know. not exist. There is no Uncle Grandpa Steven Universe crossover. <laughs> in Bossing Say,
1: In Bossing Say. <laughs>
0: anyway, until then, where can the good people find you?
1: You can find me as always at Robert RDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterbox at Robert RDC. Please follow the podcast and S Y N S Pod on Twitter. Please give us a recommendation. Any critiques? Please give us a review on Apple, Google, Spotify. I'm really curious of the people that are listening to our, to us, though. Who are those famous 15 people that are our regular audience? I really want to know. And you, Billy?
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to know, too. And also, before I do my plugs, uh, next week, it's one of the best episodes of the series. I can't wait. It's funny, going from one of the most hated and divisive episodes to one of the most acclaimed. And it's really the sh- one that kicks off. Like, it's a big episode the storm i'm so excited the episode about it.
1: That, that kept me watching you told me until one. i was getting desperate i wanted to quit on this show the first on my side until i saw yes and i told
0: him to get to the next epi- the episode we're going to cover next week <clears throat> i'm so excited but until then you can follow me on twitter at master of puns 196 as well as letterboxd at M- master of puns 196 every word starts with a capital letter you can also follow me on instagram at billy batson's lightning nothing is capitalized and once again, you can follow our podcast Twitter at synspod, and you can give us a five star review. Just write a review on Apple, and give us a listen on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Anchor, wherever podcasts are listened to. And as always,
1: see you next summer. My cabbages, done, 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 done.